And we're back. I got to figure out something different to say there. It's the down to earth podcast where we keep it down to earth. We keep it chill and real. Um, trying to think of clever things to say. You know, there's a show called Down to Earth <laughs> on Netflix with Zach Efron. Oh, yeah. I watched he that. looks a little different, doesn't he? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, he does. You think it was plastic I surgery? I heard it was a like an accident. Oh. But. I think it's just his beard. His beard. He's got a beard. Oh, yep. well, but what he would do is he would go to different places in the world. And I think it had like an environmental flair to it. Mm-hmm. I never watched it, but it looked interesting because I think he went to Iceland and I went to Iceland. Mm-hmm. A soft spot in my heart for Iceland. It does look different. But anyways, we're in a question and answer series where we're answering questions that are very, what did you say? It does look different. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? He looks like a dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wish I could look like that as a dad. I don't know. I think he looks way different in an okay. interesting way. But uh, who am I to judge? <laughs> uh, we're answering questions that people have commonly asked. And we get a lot of questions. So we're trying to be as helpful as possible. Mm-hmm. So we hope this one will be helpful. What question are we on now, Monsieur Caress? Yeah. So we have a question. Um, how can I find peace? How can I find peace? Well, if you've never done it before, you should go out in the woods. Mm. You could find a piece of wood out there. No, no, seriously, going out in the woods is good. I think separation from what distracts you and keeps you busy is very helpful. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are very practical ways to find peace. And the alternate to that question is how do I rid myself of anxiety? Mm. Right? Because a lot of people struggle with anxiety, uh, some as deep as depression. A lot of people are on, on various meds, um, like was Prozac one of them? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another one, Lexapro, mm-hmm. and all these other anti-anxiety meds that exist. I am not trashing those at all. Like, there's a chemical imbalance that often happens with us that some pastors might preach against that. But, no, I think some of those chemical imbalances are, are like helpfully, like, they're resolved in a lot of ways by meds. So I'm not telling anyone not to do meds, but there are so many people on them these days, which shows that there is a sign, like as a sign that there, gosh, there's anxiety everywhere. People Mm -hmm. desperately need peace. Mm -hmm. And I like to do this a lot. Before I jump into the spiritual components, I think there are some things that um, will, will give us peace that we're overlooking and we shouldn't overlook. Um, there is a fundamental component that you will never find genuine peace unless you do this. And that is trusting in Christ Jesus, Mm -hmm. because from what we call the fall of man in the book of Genesis, the first book in the Bible, chapter three, when man sinned by eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I know fun story. It's very cool. But from that point, man has been separated from God, but not just separated. There has been such a disconnect that were hostile. Do you remember the Cold War? You weren't alive. I was barely alive during the Cold War. I'm looking at all these young people here. Some of you remember the Cold War. Uh, The Cold War was essentially uh, a very simple description, uh, mostly between Russia or the Soviet Union and the United States, Mm -hmm. where there was an arms race. And because of the level of weaponry we could produce, it it was cold. And most of the fighting was not done through weapons. It was done through uh, spies and economic sanctions and, and things all across the world. It was also cold because we were using skirmishes in other countries in order to go about 
beating the other person. It's a cold war. It wasn't like a hot war, like World War One, World War Two. Mm-hmm. I digress, but I'm using that as an illustration to say that there was that level of hostility between us and God. And the best example of that that I can think of right now is shown in the fall of the Berlin Wall. Uh, when that wall fell, what that wall signified was a separation between East and West Germany that showed a difference in culture, a difference in thought process. Um, in a lot of ways, people from the East side of the wall could not escape. Mm. You could not cross it. You were stuck in a bad mindset, a bad culture, and a bad physical situation. And when that wall fell, it signified a significant shift. Um, man, we can move out of this pain that we're feeling. It's similar spiritually. Uh, Ephesians tells us that in dying on the cross and rising from the grave, Jesus broke down the dividing wall of hostility, not just between different types of people, uh, but between us and him. And so the only way you can encounter true peace and no longer be hostile and drastically different in your mindset from God is by trusting in Jesus, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believing in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Without that, none of these practical tips are going to help you Mm -hmm. significantly. They might make you feel relaxed, but that's different than peace. Mm. Peace is a term we tend to use when we mean relaxation, but peace between you and God is a peace that surpasses your understanding. It's not something that can be encountered just by a couple practical steps. It's something that takes you humbling yourself and trusting in Jesus. Mm -hmm. But there are practical steps that help us feel less anxious. Mm -hmm. And there are three of them. Very practical. What's something you have to do every day, Caress? You have to eat. You have to eat. So you're talking about diet. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of us are stressed (laughs) because our diet's whack. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's jacked up. You got people coming in. They're asking for anti-anxiety meds. And nothing wrong with that. Like I said, if you need them, like listen to your doctor. But a lot of people are defaulting to the anti-anxiety meds when the reality is you've been eating Cheetos all week. Mm-hmm. And you haven't had a single piece of chicken. You haven't had anything green. And all these Cheetos are making you feel anxious. Mm-hmm. Because the trans fats and carbohydrates that aren't converting to proteins effect, or not protein, but whatever they call it. I don't know how it works. I'm not a dietitian or whatever they call those people. Uh, kin- kinesio, whatever. Your <laughs> diet's off. And if you would just eat healthier, drink a little bit more water and less soft drinks, you would feel a little bit better mm-hmm. and more relaxed. And it would reduce your anxieties. Something very closely tied to diet that a lot of us are... are underutilizing is you know what I'm gonna say exercise exercise movement mm-hmm. we've become a culture and we can't blame COVID for everything we were already doing this we can blame technology for yeah. a whole lot of it but look at the way I'm sitting right now you see how slouched I am <laughs> it, oh, I gotta fix that it's because my posture's off you know my posture's off because I'm sitting around all the time on my computer, my neck hurts, my back hurts, and it makes me stressed. And then my gut's sticking out because I'm not sitting up straight, which requires me to tighten my back and my abs a little bit. And so I've got more of a gut because I'm not exercising at the level that I should. And I'm more sedentary than humanity is meant to be. Mm-hmm. And it's not spiritual, but it is spiritual. Because if you can adjust some of your exercise habits, it's going to get you into a better mental space, which will 
make you think more properly about your solutions to other problems. Mm -hmm. You're going to search a, for a biblical solution much more quickly when you've got some of these other habits mm -hmm. in line. If you exercised for 20 minutes a day, four days a week, you'd be less anxious mm -hmm. and less reliant on certain things that you're reliant on now. The Netflix binge is fun, but it won't help you like 20 minute, like a 20 minute run. I, r I rhymed it. Rapper. I rhymed it. I said it one time. I said, trans fats don't help you transform into the person you want to be. Let's go. Um, some, maybe some do. They're healthy fats, <laughs> but I don't know much about it. And then there's the third thing. And it's probably the, the most simple thing. I'm going to let y'all take a guess. Brooklyn, you guess. Sleep. You've heard me talk about this before. <laughs> I'm passionate about my sleep. Everybody's all stressed. <laughs> they got red eyes. They got bags underneath their eyes. And I know there are different reasons for that. You can have blood vessel things. There's a whole lot of reasons for that. But let's be real. The common reason for that is because we're tired. You got your red eye. You got droopy eyes. And, and you're slouching. And you're stressed out. And you're treating people like trash. You're being more harsh with them than you want to be, which causes relational issues that give you more anxiety, all because you didn't get a solid eight. And so my encouragement to each person listening to this, I'm going to give you some biblical ones in about two seconds. <laughs> but pragmatically, if you've trusted in Jesus, yet you're still anxious, try a couple things. Try to get a full eight at night or seven. Seven's good enough. But if you're getting three or 24, like that's not going to help you because too much sleep's not good either. Mm -hmm. You got to adjust your sleep habits. You need to adjust your eating habits. You need to adjust your exercise habits. Now, there are other things that I could tell you to do. But those are three really normal ones that if mm -hmm. you adjust it, you feel so much better during yeah. the day. Mm -hmm. But let's get biblical for a second. The Bible tells us in um, Philippians chapter 4, he says, in order to obtain the peace that surpasses all understanding and have your heart regularly guarded in Christ Jesus, to feel affirmed and validated in your faith and to feel better about how you're living your life, he says this, think on the things that are true, right, honorable, pure, lovely and of good repute and he says essentially the peace of god will be with you as you think on the things that he's about mm -hmm. so if your day exists without god at all if you're not putting any aspect of jesus in, if you're not putting jesus into any aspect of your life no wonder you feel pain and, and, and anxiety because he's the one who can offer that to you the bible says to start revolving every aspect of your life around him think on the things that are i'm gonna help you memorize it <laughs> The horse ran playfully, loving grass roots. Mm -hmm. The horse ran playfully, loving grass roots. True, right, honorable, pure, lovely, and of good repute. That's how I memorized it. It might be helpful for you. Was it not the... The... Oh, my God. Her right? The... Horse, right? True, true honorable. True honorable, right. right? Pure, lovely, and of good. I must have switched that a long time ago. I never thought about it. Ah, crap. But anyways, if you're not doing that, <laughs> you're not gonna have peace. I mean, it, it genuinely helps you. Like, open up your day and think about God. Mm -hmm. Open up His Word. Read a couple scriptures. Open up His Word. Or I mean, open up. I mean, wake up 
and, and pray to the Lord. Ask him to help you with your day. Give a couple affirmations about what he thinks about you. You think you're a failure. Remember that in Christ Jesus, you're not a failure because he already won. And so technically, you're victorious. Yep. Yep. You're a winner. You might wake up and say, I'm a winner. We have affirmations yep. that we give our, our kids uh, that we had them memorize so that they would remember to put Jesus kind of at the, the forefront of their day. Mm-hmm. We say, uh, I say, Micah, she's my three-year-old. I say, <laughs> I say, Micah, what are your I'm ams? Do you know what they are? It's okay. I can't remember. It's, it's okay. Like you don't have to. I'm beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm kind. And the most important one, I'm loved by God. Mm. I want. I want her to know those things about herself at the beginning of every single day because thinking on these things will give her peace. Mm -hmm. I don't want her to have anxiety. I think Lucas is something different. I don't want him to say he's beautiful. Feels (laughs) weird. He's a dude. We'll get to that later. Um, But those those are various ways that I think you can encounter peace. And when you adjust one of those habits, Craig Rochelle would call them keystone habits. When you adjust one of those habits, other things will naturally adjust too. Because if you read your Bible at 5.30 in the morning before your kids wake up, then you're like, I got 45 minutes before they wake up. I guess I'll go do some push-ups. And then you do push-ups, it's like, I got time to make breakfast now. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll make some breakfast. You adjusting one of those habits by the end of the year will give you peace in a lot of ways that you didn't have it. Mm-hmm. And again, meds can be helpful too. But make sure you're doing the normal regimen of pragmatic things that the Lord has given you biologically mm-hmm. to help you. Basic biology will help you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then step into understanding Jesus at a deeper level too. Ah, what's uh, any any thoughts? That's good. Brooklyn's looking bored over there. Is that boring? (laughs) No, I was thinking also like, I feel like people struggle financially with like financial. Ooh, that's probably like the one. No, that's a good thought. That's good. Karez has, I think this unique gift, even above and beyond me to have a faith, um, in, in the financial area. So what would you say to someone who's struggling with financial anxi- anxiety about their finances? Yeah. Um, I just work really hard, but also too like, um, <laughs> <You're> like <laughs> get up off your butt, <laughs> get it done. No, I just, Go hustle. I told Jacob last night, uh, I had a worship pastor. Um, I mean, <clears throat> God taught me everything I know. Um, he told me that one day, he told me that one day, um, your, your natural gifts and talents won't sustain you anymore. And um, you have to find something else to help push you that that extra way. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, I'm in the season now um, that I'm like, OK, all right, I'm getting exhausted. I'm tired. You know what? You know, what else can I do uh, to get ahead and to figure all these things out? When the truth is, I, I just need to turn to Jesus. Um, and so, I mean, my my personal devotion time um, getting like really good counsel. Uh, counsel uh, from people that I trust, that I know, um, that I love, and they love me, but they aren't afraid to tell me the truth. Um, hey, you're buying too much coffee. Hey, you you don't need those shoes. Hey, you don't need that shirt. What are you doing? Um, mm-hmm. Stuff like that. I think um, I did that one time on accident. I, uh, you came with a Black Rock cup. Uh-huh. I said, dang, bro. <laughs> drinking that coffee. <laughs> Turns out he was reusing the cup. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, dang, you come with a Black yeah. Rock coffee cup every single time. You gonna go, yeah. bro? Yeah, so me and my wife were spending way too much money on coffee, so we were like, how can we save money on coffee? Make it look like we did. If you look it up, (laughs) if you look on Walmart, you can find an espresso machine for 150 bucks. So we just saved for a few months. We got a 150 buck espresso machine, and now we can go get water cups from Starbucks and BlackRock and reuse them. That's a month's Uh, worth of coffee. Now you make coffee. Um, No, but honestly, I mean, 
work really hard, but also to getting your word. Because um, the truth is, is Jesus is the only person that can sustain you mm. um, when you're in those seasons and those times of trying and you can't pay your rent. Um, you just got to pray, um, yeah. not only when it gets bad, but before. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then just continue to pray and continue to pray and continue to pray. Yeah. So. Well, one thing, and I love that you say that someone told you when you were younger, talent will only get you so far. Mm-hmm. It's really helpful. And some people realize that way too late. Yeah. Cause they're pretty good at some stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I happen to be pretty good at reading and, and doing like intellectual content. Mm-hmm. And so it, I got to PhD in new Testament and that was where it clicked to me. Yeah. I got to study. Yeah. Like it was so hard that I had to really put grit in and time to get the work done effectively. And I think in a lot of ways, um, many of us are kind of, we think we deserve a certain amount because we exist Mm -hmm. and realizing hard work is necessary is a great competency to have. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people, Oh, I'm on such a bad position. Well, dude, you don't have to, if you hustle, you're probably not even thinking about it Mm -hmm. because you're just hustling. Now that's a, it's a really helpful and crucial component. You really have to, you really have to pray. Um, you do because I mean, I led worship for a church a few weeks ago um, on a Saturday and um, we expected that check to be like nothing next to nothing. Um, And we were short $200 last month uh, on our rent and come to find out that check was 10 times more than we ever expected it to be. Rent's paid. Now we have extra money for this next month rent. And now we're not, we're not even close to struggling this month because we have money for rent. And I'm just like, how? Yeah. How? Yeah. Only God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, only because, you That's know, so m- only because we prayed. Um, now, I'm my wife prays 10 times more than I do. Um, I'm one. I stress. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I'm like, oh, snap, man. I guess I got to go find a job here. I guess I go go cut grass here. Uh, what can I do to make this money? And she's like, hey, it's OK. Like, mm-hmm. let's yeah. pray. Yeah. And so um, really just pray, man. Yeah. Just yeah. It's true. God, God will take care of it. You won't even expect it, and he'll take care of it. Yeah. yeah. So. God so blessed good. us like crazy. But you did say yes mm-hmm. to the yeah. opportunities that came yep. across, too. Yep. You didn't let that stress get a hold of you too mm-hmm. much. You said yes, and that thing that you didn't expect to amount to much mm-hmm. amounted to much more than you thought it would. Yes. Yeah. So good. I think there's there's a blessing in, in trusting God, praying to God. Mm-hmm. And being obedient to what he throws in front of you that might not look what, True. like what you thought. True. Like, I've seen it happen with you a lot because it's just more recent. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that. Yeah. I didn't, like, man, these things just keep happening for Karaz. But it's happened with, it happens with everybody. Yes. We've just got to mm-hmm. see that. But, yeah, financial peace is, uh, is a mixture of prayer and obedience to what God calls us to do. And, and here's a cool thing. See these financial distresses or stressors less as an obstacle or you can see it as an obstacle, but an opportunity to overcome the obstacle. Um, Because if you're never stressed, you just keep spending your money. Mm -hmm. But when you get stressed, you're like, okay, now I got to prioritize my money. Mm -hmm. Now I got to get creative Mm -hmm. in either spending my money or making money. Yes. And it's that creativity that I think most centers you 
to the image of God. Mm-hmm. He's creative. Mm-hmm. He's a creator. And so are we. Yeah. And so we're just sitting idly by being lazy with our stuff, saying, yeah, Starbucks, 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 mm-hmm. Blackrock, Starbucks, Blackrock, Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let me buy an espresso machine, but still Starbucks, Blackrock, <laughs> now espresso <laughs> machine, Starbucks, Blackrock, espresso yeah. machine, stuff from my kids, all this other stuff, uh, the things that uh, I don't really want, but it, you know, it's there. Uh, I'm walking through Walmart and I see the stuff on the side. It's like, I don't need this, but it's, is present. So I guess I'll buy it as yeah. a present for my kid. Oh, I'm going to buy this for my spouse. Oh, I'm going to hop on Nellis auction. And because it's cheap, I'm going to buy it, even though I don't need it. And I probably would have never bought it, but it's so cheap though. I need to get it. And we keep spending, spending, yeah. spending. Then gas gets more expensive. We blame the gas when the reality is we've been overspending before the gas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or you have an inconsistent paycheck and you had a big check that month, decided you were going to go to the casino. Then the next month you had a smaller check. And he's like, oh, God, please bless me. And he's like, I did last month. Yeah. yeah. And so responsibility is a crucial part of stewarding the blessing that God's given us. Take ownership and recognize that what God gives you now, he intends to use for his purposes later. So don't waste it. Don't overspend we all do it. No judgment. Mm-hmm. But we all need that kick in the pants to say, yeah, I didn't need to add that extra shot to my espresso yesterday. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, I didn't need to add the extra espresso shot to my overly expensive latte because it's fall and I need mm-hmm. my pumpkin spice, which yeah. is an extra dollar. And then you might need to say no to some people, like all the baristas who need that dollar extra tip <laughs> when you <laughs> fill it out. I wasted about 10 to 15 bucks at a game the other day. There's no reason the people giving me popcorn need to turn it around and say, wait, it's going to ask you a question. (laughs) I know the question. (laughs) Don't make it awkward. (laughs) And then for some reason, they just, uh, I know it asks you when you set it up, what tip percentages do you want to put there? And they put 25% as the bottom level, (laughs) making me put other because you do not need 25% tip because you handed me some popcorn that somebody else made earlier. Mm Mm-hmm. I already paid a bunch for the game. (laughs) Sometimes responsibility requires you to say no to things that are not necessary, even the things that are decent. Mm -hmm. And you might just look at the person and say, hey, I love you with the love of Jesus. And I'd love (laughs) to invite you to this church. Here's a card. But I'm being really disciplined with my money, and I'm so sorry about this. But I'm pressing other right now. Yeah. And I'm going to give you a a 5% tip because the reality is my tip should be lumped into the cost of that expensive coffee or piece Mm -hmm. of bagel. Mm -hmm. Sorry, we took that long. It's a soapbox. (laughs) I'll probably put that on Facebook (laughs) just for fun. (laughs) Oh, we're not, we're not at peace financially because we, we choose to do things we don't need to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a book called Essentialism by Greg McEwen. I think that's how you say it. It's a great book. He's got a whole chapter on saying no to things. Mm. He has this example where his boss told him to do something. And he looked at his boss and he said, no. Ooh. And I was like, whoa. Whoa, bro. <laughs> yeah. And then he went on to explain it. He said, because I've got these things, I'm prioritizing them. But I need you to trust me that this is going to be a better option. The boss trusted him reluctantly, but it was a much better result. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. then his boss trusted him further. Yeah. Sometimes your discipline with a no helps get you to a better yes down the road. Mm -hmm. 
Amen. It's like my kid who wants some bouncy balls in the mall kiosks. He's like, I want it, I want it. I said, no, it's a bouncy ball. It's going to get all over my car, and you're going to have it for like five seconds before you break it. No, I'm going to get you something better later. And he's like, oh, I want this, I want this. I'm, I'm about to spend 50 bucks on this other thing later. <laughs> this is two bucks. <laughs> Chill out. Yeah, but I want it, but I want it. If you cry again, you go into your room for 10 minutes. Yes, sir. And I'll go get him something way better. I say, is this better? <laughs> He says, yes, but then tomorrow's the same dumb thing. <laughs> I want chocolate. You don't like chocolate. <laughs> oh, but it looks cool. Anyways, I'm done. <laughs> Chris just showed me the two, which means I'm well over 20 minutes. <laughs> we love y'all. <laughs> All right. Adios, muchachos and muchachas.